Hello and welcome to Proxima's weekly podcast, your source of updates in the energy and infrastructure sector globally. I'm your host, Maura Murphy, reporting to you from New York. Today is Tuesday, January 10th, 2023. For this week's podcast, we're going to go in a little bit of a reversal. We will start in the Middle East and then going counterclockwise into Europe, North America, and LATAM. So let's get into it. Starting off in the Middle East, Oman is planning to implement seven infrastructure and public service PPP projects this year, according to the country's 2023 budget statement. According to a list compiled by Zayat Project, the projects include renal dialysis centers, the Al-Tafai Sahar Center in the health sector, implementation of the first phase of school construction comprising 42 schools, the Sal Allah from Rate Truck Road, the National Port Community System, as well as the development and operation of InvestEasy platform in the communication and IT sector, the development, management, and operation of Liwa Fishery Harbor, construction of the headquarters of the Ministry of Commerce, Industry and Investment Promotion, and construction buildings for the Omani Women Association in Muscat and Sib. Moving from the Middle East to Europe, Lego, the Netherlands-based EV charging network developer, owned majority by Meridium, has kicked off 2023 by syndicating a 400 million euro corporate facility led by MLA's Societe Generale, which was also the structuring bank, and Banco Santander. The new credit facility will support Alego's backlog of signed contracts. This five-year deal, signed last month on the 13th of December, includes a 170 million euro refinancing of corporate debt raised by Lego in 2019. It was a corporate project hybrid facility that was also lead arranged by Societe Generale. The new deal also includes a 200 million euro CapEx tranche to fund growth across Europe and a 30 million guarantee tranche. Clifford Chance provided sponsor counsel and Linklater's acted for the lenders. Moving from Europe and into North America, Borlex has completed the acquisition of EDF Renewables North America's interest in five operating wind farms with a total installed capacity of 894 megawatts. Borlex acquired EDF Renewables 447 megawatt interest in the assets for 249.8 million. There's no existing project debt and the existing tax equity investors will continue to monetize their remaining production tax credits. The portfolio includes two projects with 13-year bus bar PPAs and one project with a three-year hub-settled PPA. Additionally, the portfolio includes two fully merchant projects. EDF Renewables developed and built all five wind farms and commissioned them between 2014 and 2016. Three assets located in Texas are the 200-megawatt Hereford in Deafsmith County, the 200-megawatt Longhorn in Floyd and Briscoe Counties, on the 194 megawatt Spinning Spur 3 in Oldham County. The 50 megawatt Milo and 250 megawatt Roosevelt Wind Farm are located in Roosevelt County, New Mexico. Further updates on companies in the U.S. Starwood Energy has been rebranded as Lotus Infrastructure Partners, effective from January 1st, 2023. The employees of Starwood Energy have been transferred to Lotus Infra and will continue to manage all investor capital and fund investments on behalf of its existing investors and partners. Starwood Capital Group will remain a passive minority investor in Lotus Infra, while Himanshu Saxena, CEO of the former Starwood Energy, will serve as the firm's chairman and CEO. 
Lotus Infra is currently in the process of completing the construction of 10 Westlink transmission line and is also in the final stages of completing GCA, a 1.4 million tons per year ammonia facility currently under construction in Texas. Many congrats to Himanshu and his team. Moving from North America and into the Caribbean, the Virgin Islands Port Authority has issued an RFQ to identify potential teams to undertake the modernization of two airports. The PPP project includes a redevelopment, financing, operation, and maintenance of the Cyril E. King Airport in St. Thomas and the Henry E. Rawson Airport in St. Croix. Interested parties have until March 16th, 2023 to submit their statement of qualifications. VIPA will issue an RFP to the pre-qualifiers in May, and the preferred proponent is expected to be announced in December of 2023. Construction is scheduled to begin in Q4 2024, when the opening of the new terminals will be anticipated for early 2027. The Virgin Islands Port Authority is being advised by Fratska and Associates as the P3 and financial advisor, Mayor Brown as the transaction legal advisor, Law Offices of Jennifer Jones and Law Office of Trudy Fenster as the local counsel, and the Pasley Group as the technical advisor. Moving from the Caribbean and into South America, Lima Airport Partners has raised a $1.25 billion loan to finance its expansion project at Jorge Chavez International Airport in Lima, Peru. BBVA, IDB Invest, KFW, IPEX, MUFG, Bank of Nova Scotia, Societe Generale, and SNBC, who is also the financial advisor, are providing the seven-year amortizing debt, which signed on the 22nd of December. The debt is complemented by $597 million of equity from LAP sponsors, Fraport and IFC. Paul Hastings and Peruvian firm Rodrigo Elias and Medrano Avogados provided borrower counsel, while Milbank and Garrigues acted for the lenders. The project, which will increase the airport's capacity to handle up to 37 million passengers yearly, includes construction of a new terminal, apron, parking stands, access roads, and utilities complex, as well as the construction of a second 3.5-kilometer runway, connection taxiways and apron, a new control tower, and a new firefighting system. The total capex is estimated at $1.5 billion. The $1.25 billion financing will also be used to repay a $450 million loan obtained by LAP in September of 2020 to finance investments on the air side, including the air traffic control tower, runway, and taxiways, which have been completed. Cecir and Cumbra are the EPC contractors for the new passenger terminal building, which is expected to be finished by January of 2025. Moving into renewables and next-gen infrastructure, RWE Renewables has started work on its first green hydrogen project in Chile, with plans to add 835 megawatts of electrolysis capacity. The Vientos Mahayanicos project will also include one gigawatt of wind farm power to the electrolyzers. RWE intends to generate 450,000 tons of ammonia annually for export to international markets. The company anticipates that the facilities will begin operations after 2030. In addition to the Vientos Mayanico project, RWE Renewables has a wind and solar development portfolio in Chile of 2.8 gigawatts. 
our last story for today, Glenfarn Energy Transition and Partners Group joint venture Enfragen has announced the acquisition of four Run of River hydro projects in southern Chile. The plants have a combined capacity of 13.6 megawatts and were acquired from Chile-focused mining and steel investor Envercap. Envergen currently has operational and in-construction assets totaling nearly 1.9 gigawatts of capacity across Chile, Panama, and Colombia. And with all of that information on LATAM, I do also want to flag for our listeners that we are looking forward to seeing everyone at our Latin America Infrastructure and Energy Finance Exchange taking place at the East Miami Hotel in Miami, Florida on March 2nd and 3rd. The event covers all aspects of Latin American infra from airports and transit to renewables, next generation energy projects. You can learn more about the event and any of these stories at ProximoInfra.com. Until next week.